You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. When we know our identity, we therefore know our authority. As it talks about in the the Bible, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, and I am absolutely honored to come before you all today with this message, and I believe that it's going to bless you tremendously. We are going to be talking about part two of what you are answering to, and it actually goes with what I was talking about a little bit early in the introduction, identity. So we're going to delve right into that. But before we do, let's say a quick prayer and then we're going to jump right into this. I'm excited. Father, thank you so much for um, coming in and relaying this message to your people. Thank you so much for for choosing to allow your presence to be here. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to come before your people, that they be blessed, that they be encouraged, that their lives never be the same, but they be better than they came in. We thank you, Father, that as this message goes forth, that literally identities are being restored or greater realized, that literally lives and hearts are changing for the better. We just thank you, God, for just moving throughout this episode mightily and powerfully for the glory of your name. We give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to be before you all. Again, I I come before you uh, humble. I really do. I I don't take this uh, opportunity lightly. And so uh, last month, we God really put on my heart, and I would say even further last year, he really started talking to me about identity. He really started talking to me about restoring the family unit. And so last month, I did an episode called What Are You Answering To? And so we had to go to part two because there was just so much that um, God had gave me for this, and I believe that it's going to bless you. I really, really do. And so because I want to reiterate some of the stuff that I talked about because it's imperative, especially right now. And so what we have to understand is that what we answer to, we literally become subject to. I'm going to repeat that. What we answer to, we literally become subject to. We have to remember that you all see how or who we respond to means everything. And what you answer to literally in some shape, form or fashion, it directs you. So what you answer to does have a certain level of control over you within that moment. I'm not talking about being rebellious. You guys are going to catch on real quick. <laughs> but um, so we have to understand that what we answer to, it can't affect your identity. And what I mean by that is when we don't know who we are or whose we are for the matter, literally we'll begin to answer to anything. And that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to be cognizant of our identity and who we are. And so, again, I ran out of time last time and I wanted to come back to reiterate this because it's critical, especially now for us to know who we are, especially in God and having him as our foundation. And so I wanted to this time to go a bit further and talk on the deeper level of relationships, the relationship between a a man and a woman, whether it be friends, whether it be a a romantic relationship, but something has to change. A realignment must occur. 
And so you may be saying, well, well, why is she saying that? And so, again, um, I believe that God and I've been sensing that God is healing relationships, especially, again, come from last year and coming more into this year, that God is restoring the family unit, you guys. And that includes you. He's restoring the family unit, our positions, power and how we respond or operate with each other, how we relate to each other, men and women, even whole men and women are are coming back together for God's purpose on this earth. Again, it's like a realignment back to Adam and Eve before the fall. And I want you all to understand this, that there was definitely a difference of how men and women related before the fall to after the fall. We're going to go a little uh, deeper into some scripture in regards to that. But before there was a sound relationship, there was an understanding. They were able to relate the way that God had created them too. And we know that literally Jesus came to restore us back to our proper place. But in the realm of relationships, unfortunately, I see that there has been great struggle. And, and, um, the question is, are we really, really following and living out what Jesus already did? Again, I believe God is coming in and he is changing and rearranging things because there is something that he wants us to do as a unit. Again, there is something that he wants to do to bring a greater restoration and even revelation in our lives for again, for a revival, for the manifestation more of his glory. And so <clears throat> I want to give us some scripture. You guys know I love to give scripture because I want you to have something to go back to. I want you to. And so if you want to write this down, that's perfectly fine. But Genesis chapter two, verses 15 through 25, I'm going to read this. We're talking about what are you answering to? I want to give us some background in regards to this. And so it says, then the Lord God took man and he put him in the garden to tend and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day you eat of it, surely you shall die. And it says, and the Lord said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper that is comparable to him. I want to highlight that part to you all. God said that I'm going to make him a helper that is comparable to him. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam. You guys catch him. He brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Get that you guys. And so it says, and whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave the names to the cattle, the, into the birds of the air, into every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not a found a helper comparable to him, a helper. And so it says, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took out one of his ribs and he closed up the flesh in its place. And it says, then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made unto woman and he brought her to man. You guys this is so powerful. And so it says, and Adam said, catch this. And Adam said, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. They were both naked, 
the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. And so I, I, I want to, to really uh, say this right now. Women and men were to operate together um, on one side of each of, of the other with purpose. More specifically, when we read this, um, this example or this scripture, it does talk about a constitution of marriage. The Bible's mentioned husband and wife. However, this also applies. I believe that this applies to men and women alike from a foundational respect level. And so uh, these are the things that I want to highlight within this. Number one, it says that there was a helper. He needed a helper comparable to him. The Bible says, and the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I shall make him a helper comparable to him. Number two, this is so you guys, I want you to really catch this. I pray that your ears are open, your hearts are receptive to receive this. Number two, it says God brought animals and woman to man so that he can call them their names. And the, we know the, the Bible talks about, and he brought them to Adam to see what he would call him. Number three, God made woman for man, then brought her to him, and he, but he called, but Adam had called her. And so I want to say this, but I want you guys to pay attention to this. And so Adam gave what I, the revelation and what I see within that scripture is that Adam gave the woman further identity and purpose. Let's not mishear this. God definitely has created us all. And there is an order, a duty there, but however, there is an order and a duty, a responsibility for a man or a husband. And so it's not by accident that the scriptures said this to act that the scripture said this. It said, Adam called woman. He also gave her the name Eve after what her purpose listen men do hold value within our lives we're talking about don't forget what are we answering to we're talking about relationships and how God is restoring things back to proper alignment and so um so men do hold value in our lives and and in men there is a reason why if I want us to catch this there is a reason why when a man speaks to a woman literally it goes deep. It goes deeper than any other person in her life because it goes really deep, deeper than any other person in her life because the man was trusted with speaking life over the woman or over things. Yes, yes, don't get confused. We could speak life over or to each other, but there was an order that showed purpose that was to be carried out and it was being carried out before the fall that they did together, but he first spoke over her. Listen, and I want to show you this because too many times, I want you to show this, show you guys this, because too many times we don't think it matters, but it does matter how we commune, how we converse with each other. Again, we're, we're talking about what it is that you are responding to. And so this goes deeper to the relationship level of how men and women, unfortunately, today have um, categorized and conditioned have been conditioned to speak word curses over each other and to be okay with degrading a person by words, by what you say is not okay. And it's definitely not God. We have to understand that. So women, we have to understand that you're not a female dog. You, and you don't live in a brothel. You are Kings and Queens that were created by God with value. You were created to be respected. You are Kings and priests to God. We, we have a, a higher calling that talks about that in first Peter two and nine, you have to understand truly that you were created with 
worth. You really was. And this, unfortunately, this idea of using derogatory terms and stuff has flowed over to even women calling each other out of their name. You know, derogatory terms, you know, the B word or whatever it may be. And then they get so used to responding to that name because remember, Adam spoke, he spoke a purpose. He spoke what uh, Eve's nature was. They get so used to responding to that name that it literally seeps in and they begin to take on those characteristics of that very thing. I want us to catch this. This thing is more spiritual than anything. Eve responded to her name and became the mother of all living things. I want to reiterate this, you guys. Words do hold power, playing or not. And this is, if anybody knows me, this is exactly... Um, why I do not, why I try, I do everything that I can to speak in a positive manner. And I do not respond to being called out of my name, whether it's, it's from a man or a woman. I don't entertain that. And again, what you answer to, you eventually do become subject to. And unfortunately, some people are going around wondering, well, why am I attracting this type of person? Or why do I constantly end up in this, in this same situation or in this same place? And my question, to you is what have you been answering to before they came? What were you answering to before they came? Even deeper than that, do you know your identity? Do you know who you are in God? Because it will definitely change everything. It will change what and who you are answering to. Now, you guys don't get this confused. It doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. This is not about perfection, but it's about things that need to change so that we can see better results in relationships, how we relate to one another. Again, romantic relationships and marriages, how we relate to one another. It really is important. And so I, I want to just say this, you guys, and, and um, this is not to shut down your artists. This is not to say stop buying their records. None of that. It's saying just because your favorite artist is saying these derogatory words, B word, whatever, the N word, whatever, it doesn't mean that you have to vibe with it. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with it and take it on. Listen, it goes deeper than music. Like I said a bit earlier, this is spiritual and we have to understand that. It goes back to the attacks from the enemy at the beginning. Let's get back to proper order of speaking life to one another, men and women. And I don't care what's popular nowadays, but we cannot allow that to make us believe that it's okay to dis disrespect women, making them believe that they are object or less than a queen that God has chosen that, that woman to be. And it's, and it, Guys, I'm not, you know, jumping on the woman's side. This is the same thing for the women. As women, we really have to ask ourselves, how are we addressing kings? How are we addressing these men? The Bible, it even talks about it. It says that a man would rather be on the roof than in the same house as a nagging wife. Now, that's serious. Proverbs 21, 9, better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. You guys, I'm definitely not making this up. I want to ask you and I want you guys to ask yourself, are you easy to get along with? Are you easy to get along with? I'm talking to the women. Are you easy to get along with or are you offended by every word that a man says to you? 
If so, there is a deeper root and that thing needs to be healed. It is not, we can't continue to point the fingers at men and have this conflict with each other, this bickering, divorce, higher divorce rates and stuff like that. And, and I want to kind of bring out this point because God showed it to me. Some kings, some men are so used to being verbally abused by women and they were abused by coming up by uh, verbally abused by their mothers that they answer to disrespect and fear that they're out of position. And so, but I want to say whatever situation that has caused the mother to respond to her son that way, I believe God is healing the root of that thing. You guys, he can and will heal the root of it, you know? And so you all to yell at or to speak down to men doesn't help them, but actually tampers with their self-confidence, self-esteem, their identity, and it pushes them out of the position of being a man. And then you hear somebody saying, well, are you a man? You know, and, and the question is, are we respecting them like men? Some mothers acted out in, in this unfortunate manner because she was left herself. She was, it was a pattern, a generational curse. She was seeing her mother or her family, unfortunately do that. But you have to know that God is the generational curse breaker. You guys, he is here to restore us, to put us back into proper place. Not only did Jesus die on the cross, uh, you know, so that we could be free. He died so that word curses can be broken and generational curses as well. I I want to encourage you right now to let you know that you're not listening to this by by accident. You are in the right place at the right time. This word is for you. I pray this word is blessing you and that you encourage your your family, your your kids, your nieces, your nephews to tune in and to listen to this because something has to shift. Something has to change. God has created us to have successful relationships. He's created us to be able to relate to each other in love, not bickering and division you guys and so reading these scriptures holds so much and I, I do want to break it down more because men has all have always had a place and a woman have women we've always had places it's not by accident the level of assault that the enemy has gone to and through to break up that family unit you guys or that man and woman unit it's not by accident that men were stripped from their places and I'm going to use this example if you think about within in the American history, um, thinking about African-American communities that dealt with slavery, a lot of the men were stripped away from their families. That was more spiritual. Of course, it was evil, but that was more spiritual. That was something of a repeated cycle that was being that was happening. But I want to let you guys know this. It goes deeper than than that. If you look back at scriptures, if you read the Bible, read in the Old Testament, way before American slavery events happened, they're definitely not OK. Way before that, during wars, if you read in the Bibles, when the enemies would come to the town and they were overtaking a city, guess what they would do? They would separate families. If the men were gone, they would take the women and the children captive. They will hold them hostage and then they will take them as their own. Ever since Adam and Eve's fall, there has been a strategic attack against keeping the family unit together. But it, it, and it's and it's unfortunate. Um, and the thought was 
through the enemy, if I could separate them somehow, how could they prosper effectively? You guys, you have to grab a hold of what I'm saying. It, the enemy was saying if he could keep the family unit broken and separate, then the order would be lost and they would become weaker. If I could keep them separated, then he was thinking that he could deceive him. Listen, it's not by accident, you guys, that the serpent only went to the woman. Come on. He didn't go to both of them at the same time because we have to understand that there is strength in unity. When you're together, there is order. There is wisdom in the end. It's harder for the enemy to break that thing apart when you are on one accord. I'm going to briefly read this scripture and I want you guys to grab a hold of this. But Genesis chapter three, we're going to just jump through here a little bit. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it talks about and starting at um, verse three, chapter one, it says now the serpent was more cunning than any other beast of the field which the Lord God has made. And he said to the woman, just like we were just talking about, he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you should not eat of every tree of the garden. And it says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to her eyes and the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took of, it fr of the fruit and she ate it. And then it says she gave some to her husband and he ate it. Then both of their eyes were open. We know the story and they knew because they had the wisdom. They knew they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Again, you guys, this was strategic to break rank, to break order of what God had set into place. The enemy was coming literally to break rank, to cause confusion. And we understand that that's what he's about. He's about discord. He's about misunderstandings. And, and so we have to understand that, um, unfortunately, this is why we see a lot of that stuff in marriages. And people say, oh, in the church, they have the highest divorce rate. It is because it is a spiritual attack, principalities that literally have been set up to try to shut down the family unit, to shut down the order of God any way they can. The key is we have to accept what Jesus did, begin to shut that thing down and walk in freedom and deliverance that he already caused us to have. And so can we see beyond what we can see? You know, when it's just an argument, you just, you know, the man try to talk to you and you immediately get irritated. You're ready to fight him for whatever reason. It goes deeper than what you see beyond the surface. It goes deeper than the, sur than the surface, you guys, literally. And so we have to understand coming together and being restored is going to bring greater glory to God. But are we willing to break the chains of the old? It's going to take work. We're going to have to be intentional and strategic. And so... What happened further? I want to talk about this. What happened further that pushed men and women unit further out, further out of the order? And so I, when I talked about the speaking derogatory terms and stuff to each other um, in Genesis, I, I want to highlight this again. Literally, it says, um, so I want to highlight this. This is something further, but Genesis 3, 16 through 20, it says to the woman, this is after she ate the, this is after we're going to get to the call a little bit later, but this is after she ate the fruit, after they both ate the fruit. This is what the Lord was saying to them because of what they did. This was their, the curse or uh, the consequence of it. It says to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. You will bring forth children. And then I want to highlight this part. He said, you, your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Who guys, then he said to Adam, because you have heeded the voice of your wife 
and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of. Cursed is the ground for your sake, and toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles. It shall bring forth, both thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field, and the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till the return to, to your return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And it says, um, the last verse says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. So I want to highlight some things to you guys. So I want to highlight it mentions the woman be the woman um, desire being for her husband. Some people could take this a few different ways, but what I was prompted or what I felt was some may say that this is why, or a woman may always want to be in his place or more masculine. She would always want to, want to lead more. It's not wrong for a woman to lead, but when it becomes uh, something demonic where you can't take no instructions from a man, that is a deeper root. Because, and, and, and if, we re- if you listen to what I read, it was because she had made the choice for both of them to eat and he followed. It wasn't the other way around. So we see that struggle existing where it was hard for a Again, a man to lead because in some cases the woman wants that same that same order. She wants that same uh, power or structure. And Adam and Eve didn't lead in the same capacity from the beginning because that wasn't the purpose that God had for them. She was a helper comparable to the, to them. He did something way more before she came, but she was a helper comparable to him. And some may also say that that verse um, means that her desire for her husband. Um, it's always desiring a one and a man, you know, always seeking and longing and desire to for attention, you know, and the challenge of literally being a uh, challenge of having one, the struggle of having one that a lot of women may see um, in being put back into proper units. See, these challenges, literally, we need to pay attention to this because it's not just. We're not just walking around saying, oh, God, we can't live without him, this or that. <laughs> There's a deeper root to this, you guys. And the Bible is trying to show us the order or where it is, where it comes from. So, again, there is hope because Jesus, again, has allowed us to be put back into proper order. But will we accept it? Will we receive what he is doing and what Holy Spirit is leading us to do? He's saying, I want to help you realign. I want to help you realign. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, have a relationship with him. Guess what? I want you to call the number that is on the screen because once you accept him, he's going to help you realign. He's going to help you get that um, that relationship with him so that literally Holy Spirit can start showing you revelation. He can start showing you things, penetrating your heart, helping you because listen, we deserve better and we can have better and greater for our lives and um, on the inside and outside of each and every one of us. But it starts with what are we willing to do? Are we willing to yield? Are we willing to listen to what God is saying? So we have to ask ourselves as men or women, are we releasing good fruit? Are we, um, are the words we bearing good fruit? And so again, God is allowing proper order and proper alignment to happen within the family unit. And I just want to quickly say this prayer over us or just quickly say these words. I just declare and decree that there will be um, that the schism and the isms against any women and men that is being broken. And I declare and decree peace and restoration and I, the true identity in the hearts and in the souls of each man and woman. And I declare and decree that something wonderful, something majestic is going to happen in the lives of the family unit. 
units, and they're going to come back together free. They're going to come back together delivered. They're going to come back together because that curse was broken literally over 2,000 years ago. You are freed in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus covers you. He redeems us. We can have healthy female and male relationships. We can love one another, regardless of what you see your seeing your mom and dad do if it wasn't healthy. Guess what? God will give you greater examples. Even reading the Bible, it's your example because he wants us free. As we, we know, the Bible talks about it in Luke 13, 12. It says, and Jesus saw her, he called um, he called her and he said to her, woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. Forgive those who have spoken ill of you. Uh, women, forgive the men that have spoken ill of you. It's time to be free. Men and women, this is your time of freedom and to go to higher levels. I pray that this message brought some level of wholeness. You guys can, can follow me. Go to the website. I'm going to be doing more studies on this stuff. Continue to support HSBN. And like I always say, remember to renew your mind. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie.